This is Speaking with the Enemy. Yes, it is Speaking with the Enemy on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm your host, digital host, Louis B. And uh, familiar enemy this week is a quick turnaround twice in five days. The enemy, the Toronto Argonauts. The voice of the Argos on TSN 1050 is Mike Hogan, and he's with us now. Hoagie, um, you know, Argos came into this game, you know, talking a lot about how good the Thai Cats were. Uh, Pinball was on with me, uh, telling me how that game was a measuring stick. So, uh, a lot of expectation put on this game. I gotta ask, what was the mood like afterwards after the performance they had? As, as you can imagine, anytime you lose to your rivals, it's it's a long drive home from the visiting stadium. And uh, you know, I, I I think that and we had talked about this before that maybe the Argos for the first time in in a few years had a legitimate shot of going into Labor Day and winning. So it wasn't like 2019 where it was kind of eh, if we kind of you know if everything goes right. Um, when we had our discussion before the game, just before kickoff. Uh, I said best, you know, aside from turnovers, which is the obvious one, most big plays wins. And, you know, what happened? The Ticats not only won the turnover battle, but they won the most big plays with, with the 57-yard touchdown. It was, I mean, it was white, and they had the Williams punt return and the Simone interception return. Those are the three games that basically decided the game. It's, it's funny, you can play 120 games, and it comes down to three. But essentially, as what happens when you have two teams that are so close, I think, in talent, that's usually what happens. And I think that's what happened on Labor Day. The Ticats took advantage of turnovers and big plays, and that was the difference in the ballgame. Well, Coach O was talking about this on uh, his show yesterday with Luke Tasker, and he said, really, at 10-4, that, that's kind of a tie game, basically, in the CFL, right? 10-4, it was close. To, can the Argos take some positives? The fact they did keep it close – pretty much for you know the entire first half into the second like are there positives the Argos are taking away from this yeah well I think so I mean the one thing that the Argos have done as well if not better than any team in the league this year stop the run and you know the Ticats tried to use you know I don't want to call it a gadget because it's not but they use Brandon Banks he was their leading rusher um, you know, they did a good job on Erlington running between the tackles or Jackson. So you can take that from it. Um, you know, the fact that it was close aside from the big plays. And I don't think the Argos played their best game offensively. It, it, you know, maybe it's because up in the press box at Tim Hortons Field, we're 48 miles away from the playing surface. But I didn't think the offense looked very crisp. And, you know, certainly from what we saw in practice the week before, certainly from what we saw in the last game against uh, the beast against uh, the Blue Bombers, um, it just didn't seem to have that same giddy up that it did. I don't, I don't know the reason for that. Is that on the Argos or is that on the Thai Cats? And give them credit for taking away what the Ar- Argos wanted to do. So you know, you saw uh, on the one Carryell uh, uh, Brooks interception. Uh, you know, Rogers just fell down, went boom. Um, you know, that doesn't happen very often. And, well, it did. So a lot of things went well uh, for the Ticats. Uh, hopefully they go well for the Argonauts on Friday night. Yeah, just such a quick turnaround. And we were just talking before we came on here, like uh, the amount of work that we have to do going into this week in terms of putting it all together and uh, and making sure we're, we're set on Friday. I mean, we're not playing the games. The guys on the field are. What do you think this week looks like for the, uh, for the Argonauts? Um, condensed getting your bodies healthy, but also trying to do those little things, like you said, those little fixes, those, the, 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 that half second that they need to, to get just a little crisper. How do they approach this week? 
a lot of film work and a couple of walkthroughs. That's all there's time for. You know, obviously they don't want to tax the bodies any more than they're being taxed already uh, playing two games in such a short span. So uh, essentially Tuesday was a down day. There's a walkthrough on Wednesday and a walkthrough on Thursday and we kick it off on Friday. So uh, most of the adjustments are going to be made in film. Uh, luckily for both teams, they've seen a lot of each other, not only on film, but on Monday. They got a chance to see each other. If if you know if uh, Hamilton had a game Friday against uh, you know whoever they played yet this year, uh, Ottawa, and we had to play Montreal, uh, it would be a completely different thing. Uh, but I, you know, it's it's now it's just a coach a question of the coaching staff and what they're going to do to tweak the game plan and the play calling. Um, you know, I don't think either offense would be thrilled with what happened in the first half on uh, certainly on uh, on Monday, and maybe both offense. Coaches are not happy with what happened the entire, uh, you know, 60 minutes on Monday. So it'll be interesting to see what adjustments are made and what adjustments to the adjustments are made. Uh, I guess the one thing you know, we were talking about it on our broadcast, and I'm sure it was brought up uh, on yours, was the Argos, especially in the first half, they they almost bought into what the Ticats were, were trying to get them to do, and that was take that extra shot, you know, do that extra push. Uh, it kind of evened out in the second half. Let's not say the Ticats played a perfectly disciplined game because they didn't, but how much of an emphasis do you think that's going to be with Ryan Dinwiddie and his coaching staff? Just, you know, the Ticats are going to try and bait you into taking some penalties. Don't do well, it. Yeah, exactly. It was it was three fifteen yarders on eight plays, if if I remember, against the Argos, and that's not going to work. Uh, one of them took them uh, out of a potential what was a thing. It would have been third and about two feet, and next thing uh, you look at, it, it's 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 third and you know sixteen. So field goal, um, you know, those kind of things can't happen in a in a game that's that's that tight. And you know, if the Argos do score there, who knows what happens? Maybe the momentum changes a little bit. Maybe they do take to, you know, dumb penalties later on, but it's just, that stuff happens, uh, especially on Labor Day. I don't expect there to be a ton of that crap that, that, that spills over onto Friday night. I, I think Labor Day is just a little bit different between these two teams historically. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm dead wrong on this, but I, I uh, especially after what I'm sure Dinwiddie and the coaching staff are stressing this week, uh, which would be, you know, 15-yard penalties aren't good. Uh, I, I, I don't see them taking the, the, the really dumb ones like they did on Monday. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, the quarterback situation in Toronto, we mentioned the short week already. So, I mean, if McLeod Bethel-Thompson is going to be the starter, he's not getting kind of those as many first-team reps as he would going into it. How do you see the situation kind of unfolding in the next couple of days, or do you think Nick Arbuckle gets another shot on Friday? I'll sit back here and I'll wait, and I'll see how they kick it off on Friday. Uh, I, You know, uh, what we see in walkthrough will probably be a little bit of an indication as we have this discussion uh, we haven't seen walkthrough yet. On uh, It's a little bit later, uh, both uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So we'll find out eventually. But, um, you know, I, I, if I had to put 20 bucks down, um, you know, which is, I guess, one day betting now in the CFL, although we can't do it as employees. No. Of, uh, but, you know, if, if I could put a, a Monopoly $20 bill down somewhere, it would probably be on Nick, but I don't know which way uh, the coach is thinking. But, uh, you know, I do. I think the Argos are pretty lucky in, in the fact, and the Ticats are the same way, where I think these two teams have the best one-two punches in the CFL in terms of starting quarterbacks, uh, where, you know, Masoli goes down, okay, here's Evans. If, 
you know, if Nick goes down or they want to make a change, here's McLeod, you know, the guy that led the CFL in touchdown passes in 2019. So I think both of our organizations are pretty lucky if, if a coach wants to make a change or there's an injury, that there's a pretty damn good number two or 1B quarterback sitting in the wings. I was about to say, I mean, the confidence level in both those guys, they're, they're pretty equally high, especially, you know, the, the having the, you know, McLeod Bethel Thompson, you know, because of the Argos, the way they played in 2019, it almost feels like sometimes his performance isn't talked about enough and just what he was able to do. And, and then to have Nick Arbuckle, the, the confidence level in both have to be sky high. And, you know, Matt came out in the first game against Calgary, threw for over 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns, no picks, and looked fantastic. And, you know, uh, he certainly wasn't the reason for the loss in Winnipeg in the second game of the season. That was just a, a giant dinosaur egg laid. Um, and then the change was made. Nick looked great against Winnipeg. And then neither one, you know, back looked fairly crisp and, you know, a different defense, obviously, when you're, you're a couple of touchdowns down. Um, so I don't, I don't know which way they're going to go. It would, it, it would mildly surprise me if it's not Nick on Friday night. Are you uh, excited to host the uh, Hamilton contingent of fans who will be trying to make the trip to, uh, to BMO Field on Friday? Always love to see Hamilton fans. And I, I, let, let, me, let me say this absolutely with all sincerity. My best advice to you as a Hamilton fan is if you are indeed a true Tiger Cat fan, we need you to cheer as loud as possible when your team has the football. That's what a true Tiger Cat fan will do. Whenever the Tiger Cats have the ball, especially on second and long, you need to cheer as loud as you possibly can. So welcome to Toronto. Cheer for your Tiger Cats, but only when they have the football. I would say great advice, but I'm not going to justify that. Uh, Hoagie, it's always great to catch up with you. Thanks for doing this. Even though you call me an enemy, it's always fun. That is Mike Hogan, the play-by-play voice of the Toronto Argonauts on Radio TSN 1050, also a media coordinator for the Argonauts as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Make sure to keep it locked in to the Ticats Audio Network for all your favorite shows. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.